bonus. Something extra that is good. B O N U S. Bonus. and gentlemen welcome to a special bonus episode of two peas on a podcast gerald here with you regular listeners of the show will remember back in the day way way back like four plus years ago when i used to do bonus episodes all the time but in the last few years i maybe once or twice a year we do one and we have one on tap for you this evening because regular listeners will also know this but i am a huge fan of the halloween film franchise the michael myers halloweens and of course we just got the latest installment it just came out this past weekend really last thursday so about a week old as this episode is is airing halloween ends from david gordon green last year the gentleman that's on the other side of the mic with me tonight was here for a halloween kills roundtable and i don't think it's a coincidence that that killed my podcast at the time that was the last episode (laughs) (laughs) that was the last episode for like 10 months and then I came back, uh, but obviously we're back. And like I said, we have a bonus episode for you tonight discussing Halloween ends. And I wanted to welcome my special guest and my friend, Brad, from the Cinema Guys. What's up, man? How are you? What's up? I am really excited to talk about this because <laughs> I've been itching since I watched it to, uh, oh, to discuss man. this because there are some uh, a lot of contradicting opinions about this film out there. Yeah, you know, I've been itching too, but mostly because I have hives from my experience <laughs> with this movie. Uh, so, you know, what I thought would be cool because, I don't know, I guess we'll get... First of all, let me just say up top, we're only a couple minutes in here. This is going to be, you know, just kind of a quick, like, mini review of the movie and how we both felt about it, good and bad things that we took away from it. But, uh, you know, I just want to say up top, spoilers. So, right, Brad? I mean, we should oh, just oh, dive absolutely. into it. So there, There's a lot of it I... I don't think I can talk about how I feel about some parts without spoiling it. So, so I think we'll just kind of jump into the conversation because, but what I w- also wanted to, so just so you guys know from here forward, me and Bradley are not going to hold back in our discussion of Halloween ends. Uh, really, and for that matter, we'll probably bring up the 2018 Halloween and Halloween Kills as well. So if you haven't seen these David Gordon Green, the David Gordon Green trilogy, you probably don't want to listen to this episode until you do. So that's your fair spoiler warning, okay? Or but if what you I, don't care, just keep listening. Or if you don't care, yeah. <laughs> or if you don't care, yeah, stay tuned. Brad, I thought yes. it would be cool because I'm a huge fan. I watched it on mm-hmm. Peacock mm-hmm. as yep. soon as I could. I came home from work. My kids went to bed and I immediately hit play, watched it. And I'm just going to get this out of the way. I was disappointed. I think that might be the easiest way to sum up my experience with Halloween Ends. But what I thought was cool is like, I know that you enjoyed it. And I saw I your did. letterbox review and you and I have texted a little bit about it. We haven't obviously had an in-depth discussion about it. So I said, well, why don't we get a positive voice, which is going to be you tonight. 
<laughs> and somebody that's a little more of a naysayer, which would be me this evening. So I thought, right? Because, I mean, it's kind of yeah, a split uh, movie, wouldn't you say? It is. And it's, I mean, among the fans, you see on social media, letterbox reviews, everything. Like, it's, it's almost right down the middle of you either like it or you don't. Well, there's some things that I do like about it. I was going to actually go to pull up the Rotten Tomato score of it as well and see where we're at. So it's currently sitting at a 39. Oh, it's dropped. It's dropped then. On Rotten Tomatoes, the audience scores a 57. So there you go. Okay. When, when, there you you go. Talk, when you talk about split, and that's over a thousand ratings in, in the audience score, 188 critic reviews at 39%. You know, we'll get into what, why don't we talk about what we love about it? Or what we liked about it. Do you want to start? I mean, try to be specific. Like, what do you specifically take away from it that's making you a fan of it? My biggest take that I loved about this, and it, it, I know there have been complaints about the Corey character. that We got this mm-hmm. new character in the third movie of a trilogy. Yeah. And it, it kind of threw some people off. Yeah. And, you know, you don't see Michael till the end. Yeah. Basically. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I concur with everything you said, sir. But uh, what I love about this movie, for one, I am, you know, props to David Gordon Green for, you know, deciding, you know what? I'm going to go for this. I'm going to make this my last Jedi kind of, <laughs> kind of, because mm-hmm, the fans, mm-hmm. there are going to be a lot of fans that are going to hate this. Mm-hmm. But I loved the the slower tone of it because it is a bit slower and it's it's digging more into you know the family of Lori and Allison and the trauma on this town and how the town kind of affects you know certain people and bringing evil out like there there was a lot it, when you dig in it that I I just liked it wasn't just a straight up slasher and that's right that's really what I liked about it what I will what I will say to kind of agree with you is I can tell in seeing the trilogy as a whole now yes. I could I can tell that David Gordon Green you know whether he set out to do this or not didn't really make a Michael Myers trilogy it no. was more about Haddonfield and the evil around the town correct and that that's like once we now that we have this like you look back I liked kills more than you know some of our uh our counterparts that were on the round table with us mm-hmm. you loved kills i love it yep. and it, the one scene in particular which i still think needs to be a little shortened but after seeing ends it kind of made me appreciate kills and this whole trilogy because i i looked at it as oh this isn't just a michael myers three films this is Haddonfield and how Michael Myers has affected this town, affected people, and like in the second one, how you know he's he's come back and they're like, no, we're not going to do this again. You know the chant that everybody gets: "Evil dies tonight." Yeah, and they're sure. like, you know what? We're going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really work out for them. And then you get to this third one where it's like everybody's just kind of like angry, bitter, the trauma, sad, and and you know pointing blame to other people for things that have happened and with everything happening it's kind of creating another michael myers so to speak mm-hmm. in in the Corey character well again more evil right yeah yeah, yeah. you know i man i'm so i'm so like distraught even hearing you talk about this because like i really <laughs> really want to like it i really do i just did it because uh, I mean, really, what the majority of my gripes are centered around, Brad, is that 
is Michael and the lack of uh, the lack of his kind of brute like force that we've known for 12 films, if you include the zombie pictures up until this point. And like in this movie, we get essentially like a senior citizen. Like the only thing missing was a walker with the tennis balls on the end of it. <laughs> I mean, it just didn't register with me. And I just didn't, I'm not going to say I was offended. I'm not one of those people, but I, I just didn't like the choice that was made to kind of make him this kind of decrepit old man, if you will. It just didn't line up with the iconic character of Michael Myers, in my opinion. Which I I completely understand that that side that you're coming from. Because, you know, in 2018, Michael's back and he's starting his rampage. Kills, I mean, he takes it to a whole nother level of brutality as he's, you know, continuing his night of return in Haddonfield. And, I mean, even at the end, they're the, I don't remember the way they said it, but basically the, the killing and everything else is, is, it's what's making him stronger. Right. And that's kind of how he, takes this whole crowd on which is why this didn't really line and up then, with for me and this i mean we're four years later is that what it is yeah four years yeah four years later and he's kind of hiding in a cave somewhere right um which is fine i mean you know he's weak he's like, like you said he's not as michael as we see him but one of my favorite scenes in that is when uh you know Corey brings that guy and he starts stabbing him and you can see that strength coming back to michael right every stab he's it's like more gruesome and harder and like he's like okay and it's kind of like oh michael's back Mm -hmm. better watch out although we don't get a full rampage so i mean you know i was like looking back at this the other day and i was reading some stuff on it and you know i was like taking a few notes and i'm thinking to myself this is the end of well hopefully it's not that i mean I, first of all what do you think i mean we're gonna see michael myers we're again gonna in see Summit. Ma- yeah okay all right we're gonna we're gonna see michael again yeah, it, it, it it's gonna be a whole different timeline story yeah it, this isn't over okay well in terms of yeah it's just a bummer for me too man because i love 2018 i loved uh kills so to have it in this way it's just a letdown for me because I, what I was going to tell you is I was looking at it, I was taking these notes and I'm like, I think Michael only had one unassisted kill in this movie. Michael Myers, my horror icon. Where he pinned her to the wall? Right. When he did the throwback uh, classic uh, that defies the laws of physics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, butcher knife into the wall. <laughs> yeah. That- but I mean, it's a classic and he tilts the head and everything that I mean, that right there, we could end the podcast right now as far as my thoughts, because that right there explains what was missing for me, because I and I'm not saying that everybody else has to do this. I'm just giving you my opinion as to why it fell oh, short for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I go to see these movies to see Michael Myers kill people like that's literally my number one reason for enjoying most of the iterations prior to this. And, you know, you guys used to make fun of me for how much I love kills. But I mean, guess what? <laughs> we get a lot <laughs> of fucking Michael Myers kills in that movie. And I mean, it's in the name right there. Yeah, it, it happens. And in this movie, like I said, there's one that he does solo unless I'm forgetting something. And then he kills a couple other people with Corey's help. And I mean, I could go on this crazy rant, but I don't you know, <laughs> want to disrespect you. But I mean, there's like a scene where like this nerdy, I mean, for all intents and purposes, is this nerdy, shy kid who's dealing with his own grief and, you know, kind of torment from what happened. The babysitting incident, which I want to talk yeah. about, by the way. Like- but he gets into like a wrestling match with Michael Myers, dude, and like steals his mask from him or whatever. I'm just like, what? 
<laughs> Although I did like at, when he stole his mask and you know took off, how Michael just kind of sat up. I mean, that was a throwback, know, a sure. Yeah, yeah, that was a throwback. But but you see what I'm saying? Like it I, I just do. Uh, I get. And it's also frustrating because I get what Gordon Green is doing. Like, I understand what he's trying to do. And I actually saw a Twitter user that I don't even follow had commented on a, on somebody's post about the movie. And he or she said, uh, essentially, that, you know, being that this is a Michael Myers story, the movie doesn't make sense. But if this was just a one-off, you know, horror movie, sci-fi horror movie or whatever about X character, then it would be a great study. And I actually agree with that. I think as a non-Michael Myers movie, like if this was just a Blumhouse movie about some random, you know, person that escaped a mental hospital or something, yeah. I feel I feel like I would get behind the Corey character and I would I would really enjoy the movie. But the fact that this has the title Halloween in it, it just it fucks me up a little bit just because there was not enough Michael in it for me personally. And and do you I know Halloween, aside from obviously three season of the witch, mm-hmm. it's it's all Michael. And do you ever look at it like I get that, like we just said before, that he's he's making this more than Michael. He's making it Haddonfield and the people and you know Lori and her relationship with her granddaughter. Right, and, but I thought they, but I thought they did that, and but I thought they did that more effectively, or at least to my sensibilities and kills. I mean, because all that was in kills too. I mean, the evil dies night thing and yeah. the town mob, and I mean the whole like Frankenstein kind of aspect of the mob mentality going after the the villain or the monster. Like that was there in kills too, and you know I love that movie. Yeah, um, I just feel like they they continued that arc of the town, which is fine, but they could have done that with Michael still doing his thing. You know what I mean? Like instead. The the be- arguably the best kills we got in this movie weren't even done by Michael. Like there were some great True. kills, like at that junkyard and oh man, when he when he pulls out that welder and yeah, it kind of blurred off screen though, and I was like, oh, I want to see this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was some great. I mean that was some great shit, but I mean it wasn't Michael. Do you know what I mean? So now, do you think if Corey would have been introduced to us? earlier it, it, it could have been different than like oh hey we're gonna throw this character in really quick and we're gonna make him kind of you know parallel michael that he's got evil in him too and look dude you know, michael i mean let's him go look dude one of the greatest endings to any halloween movie is four when she gets the evil transferred to her this little girl at the top of the stairs she's dressed in the clown costume for mm-hmm. halloween and you know that was done from a supernatural perspective where michael transferred his energy or whatever you want to call it to her now that also brings me a great deal of pain as a fan of the franchise because that <laughs> storyline's never continued. No. So we don't see Danielle Harris get to do her thing in that role, right? But so this has been I don't have a problem with that. I just don't know why in the final installment of your trilogy and your quote unquote, I mean literally it's in the title, you're ending this thing that I mean, Michael's, uh, he, where is he? Like, it's all Corey. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, True, it is. I just wish it had been, I don't have a problem with that. What I'm telling you is I don't have a problem with what I think they were trying to do with Corey. I just don't know why we had to put Michael in the backseat the whole time. Now, what if they retitle, you know, how the 2018 come out and they're like, we're going to just name it Halloween also. And do you think if they would have gone, you know, say the Saw route where it's spiral, but it's part of the Saw story and just named, say, the first one, the first one's called Haddonfield. And then mm-hmm. we go through. Do yeah, you that, think 
your brain would have looked at it differently. Yes, absolutely. And if they do that in the future, which maybe they will, because I mean, what else can you do? (laughs) So maybe they will do something (laughs) like that. But yeah, I mean, I I think I would have been a little more receptive to what ended up playing out. But, you know, my thing is like he had three movies here. Three, you know, pretty good productions, great cinematography, great score. You know, Carpenter was involved, which, of course, he wasn't for all the, you know, a a lot of the other sequels. And, like, just make a Michael Myers trilogy. Like, I'm so hurt by it. (laughs) I I don't know, man. Like, you know, let me put it to you this way. If you had, if they had done a Nightmare on Elm Street trilogy and it comes back and, you know, which it will someday and it gets, it gets rebooted and they, you know, everybody loves the first one and it's like, oh my God, Freddy's back. And then, you know, by the time you get to the third movie, Freddy shows up in a dream at the, in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Like, do you not think people would be like, what the fuck? Like, why are we studying? You know, Nancy's neighbors on Elm Street for an hour and 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it felt for me. <laughs> why are we Why are we following all these people on Elm Street? Why? why yeah. Freddy? You know, I mean, that's I, kinda, I get it. Like, I like I completely get your frustrations and I all those people with their complaints or frustrations about the movie. Like, I understand. But for me, like, it just worked, especially when I look at it like, oh, looking at, you know, this city that's this town that is, you know, sat under the shadow of Michael Myers for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And then he comes back, does this thing in the first one. And then the second one, you know, the townsfolk are like, hell no, evil dies tonight. We're going to take care of this. When we're going to go after anybody, even, you know, some dude in a hospital, we we just want, we want revenge on somebody, something. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't quite work out for him. And then this one is that that traumatic after that, like, oh, you know, we couldn't take on Michael. He's gone now, but we're we're going to try to live our lives. Like, yeah. I, I see Lori, you know, she went from the, the recluse, I'm going to, because he's going to come back for me. And then she realizes, oh, he's not really after her. Yeah, so that whole speak. that whole arc bothered me, too. I think ja- <laughs> I think Jamie Lee is, is the final girl of all time. Like, I fucking love her. Yeah. I, I, I think that it ends that... And I actually texted you this like after I watched it. I'm like, how did she go from what she was to now she has a white picket fence and she's like, you know, making cake cookies with her granddaughter? <laughs> like, I don't, it was just such a like, I think and it, I, it I went to she, she wasn't going to live in fear like she did yeah. from 2018. She's no, like, you I know, know. My, my daughter and son in law are gone. Allison's still alive. I'm going to try to make the most of this, and I'm not going to live in fear. Right. I guess I just don't. And I applaud that. I just don't know how believable that is based gonna, on the fucking wreck that she's been for the last 40 years. True. That's, all, go, uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm going to go make sweet comments to Officer Hawkins in the Yeah. I mean, I, want her to, I don't like, want her to be tormented. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying she has been, though. You know, her character has always been kind of dealing with that paranoia and the nightmares of what she went through and, like, literally in every movie that at least that Laurie Strode's in that's like the focal point is like you know she has to confront her fears and her and the personification of evil which of course came up again in this movie too uh, that phrase I mean but now, what did you think of their uh, although it was fairly quick their final fight between Laurie and Michael I really enjoyed it I it was a I fell prey to the trailer again though like yes. I, I hated yeah. that there were certain things that I knew from the trailers. Like um, yeah, the the didn't necessarily the, ruin the suicide, it for me, but the, yeah, right, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the gun, the garbage disposal. I mean, 
It was good. I Again, what am I going to say? I'm going to say Lori Strode is overpowering Michael Myers <laughs> in certain situations. And as a you know lover of Michael and thinking of him as top of the mountain in terms of like horror icons, I just don't like that personally. And if I find it harder to believe. You don't you don't think she could pin him to the table with two knives in his hand and in and, and no, I mean it was cool you know, it was cool. I mean I I I think that in this trilogy coming to an end, I think that we did have to see Lori like really overcome him. Not yes. like not like drive away in a fire truck and ho- <laughs> hope that he's dead oh, or like, yeah. you know, whatever. So we did have to re- and and Gordon Green, you know, pretty much shows us like this dude's not coming back. Yeah, they took care of that body. It- yeah. <laughs> but interestingly enough, even though Corey, you know, presumably died, I mean, that's something that could be left open too if he has that evil or whatever. Now, did you think Corey, the Corey character, was going to be okay the way they set it up? Oh, he's just they're going to continue this on this Halloween with with him, but then you know Michael I mean, eventually gets the best of him. I like, mean, I definitely, I definitely think they, I still think they could do that. Honestly, I don't think they will because this this timeline is probably over. Um, but I think they could if they wanted to. Right now, I mean, I mean they've written crazier shit in the Halloween franchise. I'll tell you that <laughs> much. Uh, yeah, it's true. Um, you know, I mean, he could have fucking you know. Some fairy could have flew into his mouth and brought him back to life <laughs> off camera. I mean, who knows? You know, in this, he, he in this franchise, a, he could have a thorn tattoo for all we know, and then we just didn't see it until the now, next movie. You know, one thing I'll say before I get into some things I actually liked about the movie, <laughs> uh, you know, is that even in all those kind of shitty tril- or sequels, if you will, like you know, Resurrection, like you know, some of the thorn trilogy stuff which i mean i'll watch any of those any day of the week and i'll have a good time with them but i don't think anybody's walking away going these are the best except for dan (laughs) loves resurrection but (laughs) one thing i'll say about all those movies that where ends is completely different is that michael like his kind of presence was felt throughout the entire movie you know he was the threat and in this movie he was never painted as a threat like he was painted kind of weak yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, I can see it, that. you know, it was like more his memory and, you know, the things that he had done. Sure. But like, I mean, I don't, did you make a note of or do you remember, like, when did he even show up on camera? I mean, I know it was when Corey found him in the cave or whatever, but yeah, I think how long was, it was like a half hour at least, right? At least maybe maybe 45 minutes because it was it was a bit in before we actually saw him for the first time. You know, and I, I should have made, I should have written it down when it happened. But as I was watching it, I remember I was really digging the movie. Like, I really liked the opening sequence. I really loved the credit sequence. I was but really, I was what really did you enjoying think of it. The, the credit sequence kind of uh, similar to Halloween 3, where they used the blue instead of using the typical orange. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that because I think they're saying that was obviously a detachment from Michael as well. You know, this is the... This is the, I mean, this isn't as detached as Season of the Witch was with Michael, but it's pretty fucking close. (laughs) So I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know if Gordon Green has said that was intentional or not, but I feel like if it was, it was to pay homage to a movie that also kind of forgot about Michael Myers. I mean, he's he's kind of paid this homage to Halloween 3 throughout the other ones with the masks and and other little Easter eggs as you kind of watch along. Yeah, for sure. But do you know what I mean? Like his presence 
to me, like this was more a movie about Corey and about Haddonfield. And I'm not even saying that yeah. was a bad story. Like there, there was great character development with a lot of, you know, new characters and old characters. Laurie Strode finally, you know, doing what she did. But like the presence of Michael just wasn't, you know, prominent throughout the movie. I, I don't know. And it was just strange for me. And, I, and I, I think you may have actually shared it, but I saw a meme online of somebody that was like, you know, his runtime in the original movie was less than the one in yeah. ends or something like that. Yeah, I did. But, but to, <laughs> to, oh, you did share it? Yeah. But to my, that's my point though. But in the first movie, he's felt throughout it. True. I, like I, you constantly are like, where is he? Is he stalking her? Is he in the shadows? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like he's the threat throughout the entire runtime of that film. And then when it gets to the final act and he starts doing his killing, I mean, he, you know, he's Michael Myers. He's doing his thing. But in this movie, and first of all, we don't even see him for 30 or 40 minutes. And then when we do, it's like, is he okay? (laughs) Somebody take him to the fucking nursing home. Like this guy's done. You know what I mean? So I don't think he's feeling too good. Well, I mean, he just rubbed it. It just rubbed me the wrong way. At this point in his sixties, I guess (laughs) it just rubbed me the wrong way, man. But we'll talk about, you may tell you some stuff I liked about it. Yeah. Let's, let's hear, let's hear what you like. Um, my absolute far and away favorite thing about the movie was the cold open. The first like 10, 15 minutes of the movie. Uh, that that surprised me. I was not expecting that at all. No, me neither. One, me liking it or the scene? No, the scene. Yeah, the yeah, scene. yeah, me yeah. neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I just, well, first of all, there were a ton of callbacks to the original. You oh, know, yeah. They're watching The Thing on TV, which in the original, they're watching the original The Thing uh, from like 1960 or whatever. And they're watching the 82 thing in this one. And, you know, even some of the like dialogue is almost not verbatim, but it's like similar banter between. Corey and the young boy that Jamie Lee had with Lindsay in the first movie and or it, I'm sorry the boy she was babysitting and there's even some of the camera angles that were very similar and the only thing you didn't get is like the the mask view of right right of right right so I love all the callbacks and I, it made me feel real nostalgic obviously I love the way it was shot I think Gordon Green's a great filmmaker like all three movies I think were shot really really well a lot of great you know cool POV shots and camera angles like you mentioned And it was very surprising because what you're going into Halloween ends. And I think the reason I love this scene is kind of ironic because it's also what kind of tells the tale of why I hated the movie as a whole. (laughs) But what what he did that was kind of genius in this scene is that you go into this movie, like I mentioned earlier, thinking Michael's a threat, right? Like Michael's back. He's coming back. I mean, especially after kills. Like he was a threat in kills. He's right. You know, if he finds his way back, he's pissed. He's ready to fuck some shit up. So you see these kind of like timid, innocent characters and they're home alone and like you know it's almost this exact setup to the 78 film and some other films in the series so of course michael's there somewhere you know he's outside looking in the window or he you know he got in through an open door or like what you know i mean that's what you're thinking the whole time is like when's michael gonna take these two dudes out is he finally gonna kill a young kid like you know i'm thinking all this shit in the first 10 minutes and then what we get is just this really tragic shocking like horrific accident an incident yeah. that occurs that you know was like really like blindsided me as a viewer and i don't know how did you feel about that scene uh i was shocked like i i wasn't expecting the kid you know to to fall like he did and the way the kid was kind of messing with Corey, I was like, okay, this is funny. You know, like, like you, uh, Michael's going to come out of a shadow and get him or, 
or something like that. But yep. no, we get he busts the door open, and then you point of view of his parents, you just see him fly. They're in a big house, multiple mm-hmm. stairs, and he just slams to the floor, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you think either Michael's going to get the kid, and Corey's not going to be able to save him. Yeah, or, or Michael's going to be in the closet where Corey is, and he's going to fucking emerge from behind him or something. Like you know, that's why I was thinking like, oh, this is going to be awesome kill. This is going to be a great way to start the movie, and it was a great way to start the movie, but it was just very jarring and it was yeah. uh, very shocking. And then you go into those, you know, kind of season of the witch esque credits, almost like hard cut to those, which I thought was awesome. It was about I don't know, maybe fifteen to twenty minutes after that that I kind of started going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what am I watching? Yeah, because got more Corey. he's being teased and, he and by the way you. by the way he's being teased by the school band buddy <laughs> the fucking marching band are the ones teased bullying him okay you know you know i don't think i i <laughs> so just looked at him like issue. you know th- these are the high school punks not just the <laughs> uh yeah so i mean band. that these aren't, is funny yeah these aren't big jocks or whatever these are the high school band geeks that are <laughs> bullying Corey. you and know ev- I lo- eventually you know kind of Evil, evil takes over in him, and he. That's true. You know, I I love that opening scene. Easily, my favorite part of the movie. Uh, I love Jamie Lee at the end of the movie and kind of kicking ass and taking care of business. Her character finally getting her comeuppance. You know, it wasn't you know some of the great great endings. There was no decapitation of Michael or anything like that. I've seen some great endings with Jamie Lee, but this one was a good one too. It was just everything kind of in between was a little and in same with you know the. Sh- similar shots to Halloween we get that in the end too where she's leaning up against the wall and it's blurred yeah to for behind her and in different things like that and it's like he picked yeah. little pieces that I think fans you know mm-hmm. he I think he was hoping for the you know the memberries to be like remember that remember this and right, like, oh right. he did that oh he did that like Corey's first kill I thought it was cool that he put on the clown scarecrow-esque mask that looked kind of similar to Michael when he first killed. Yeah, yeah I don't and think we needed Corey to wear Michael's mask either. That bothered me a little bit, too. We didn't need that. We, we That that we could have done without, but yeah, I did I did like the little scarecrow one that he had. Yeah, I did, too. I thought that'd be cool, you know, and he could have done his own thing. You know, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I've always thought that this, and, it, and the fact that they didn't do it up to our 13th film here, uh, but I had always thought maybe they were going to kind of go the scream route where, you know, it's a different ghost face every time, just the same mask, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I didn't know if they were going to kind of maybe try to do that to make Michael's aging a little more believable. But I've always been kind of of the, I've been okay. And I t- we talked about this with Dan when he came on and we did the whole series from our Patreon a couple of years ago. Uh, it was before Kills came out. So it was up until the 2018 film, but we covered all of them. And I was always okay with kind of the suspension of disbelief for me as a fan of saying that Michael Myers is just a boogeyman like he's just yeah. not uh, not of this world he is an evil that we evil. can't explain kind of like what Dr. Loomis said in the first movie so then when you start doing all this other kind of shit it just I don't know it just disappoints me because I feel like you can get away with that if you just stick if you're just consistent with it you know like just consistently like this guy is not normal you well, know he especially since it was kind of set up that way a little bit in kills mm-hmm. where you know this is going to make him stronger and you just think okay he is pure evil right but then you you know you get old, old man michael and ends 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, that's my main gripe with it. I mean, I didn't hate the movie. Uh, it was just disappointing Disapp- to disappointing. me. Yeah, just beca- and also because I loved the first two in his trilogy so much, I really did. Like, I it, loved both of them uh, almost equally, to be honest with you. And, and when I when I first started watching it, I was like, I'm not sure what what where's this going. I don't know what's happening. And I was a little like, okay, I'm either going to really hate this or what's going to happen. And ultimately, I mean, I ended up at the end going, oh, I really like this one. I think, uh, and you and me are on opposite sides of the spectrum, but I think what happened with this installment and as as an extension maybe with this trilogy is the cart is hitched to to Corey, yeah. you know, like if you In this one for sure, yeah, if you are with his character and you and you buy his story and the transfer of evil and like, you know, what I'm saying like if that storyline works for you, then you enjoy this movie. If it doesn't, then you don't like the movie. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where we are with it. That's why I think if he if we would have saw Corey, even in kills, give him mm-hmm. some little scene to kind of set him for this people may have looked at it differently i mean i love the cold open here but i mean that scene could have even been in kills yeah you know like what happened to to cory you know but I, it's just a <laughs> it's just a disappointment for me all right man do you want to uh, what else you want to say about it we'll we'll give a rate i guess we'll do like a rating out of 10 or and something it, like that and i even told you this one made me appreciate kills more than i did well, that's the so, silver lining. I'm actually really looking forward to going back. I'm going to go back and watch all three of them, kind of try to do a back-to-back watch and just yeah. kind of see how it, overall it works, if it still works as, as as much as I feel it does in my mind. You know, for, for me, and this might sound crazy, but I mean, for me, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends are very similar movies without with the percentage of Michael Myers being 90% or 10%. <laughs> <laughs> to me, they're yeah. to me they're very similar. They're both Haddonfield kind of dealing with you know what the town's been going through, what Laurie's been going through. Now, of course, we didn't have Corey in, in Kills, and we didn't have any like new central character. But guess what? The reason we didn't is because we were focused on Laurie and Michael, who are, have always been the center of the story, at least in this timeline. And so you, you probably could have done this trilogy in two movies. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, the first two films are the same night. Kind of like I think I think he was trying to parallel the original. You know, the first two were the same night, even though he you know scratched the second one out, and then this third one trying to go a completely different direction without it being not you know all without Michael Myers. He still put him in there, but yeah. And I you know I remember reading that because of COVID, because they were supposed to film them back to back to back, so like kills and ends were supposed to film back to back. So I don't know that he was always going to have that four year gap in between. And I don't know if that came into play after COVID, but I, I read, I read something or someone told me that the original ending for this was having Allison come to the house with Lori and Lori, like basically the evil took her over and she like chokes Allison. Great. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> I don't know if I would have liked that. You know, Allison was underused, and I love her. I love that actress. I love that character. I felt like she was underused in this movie. I felt like Lindsay was basically non-existent. I mean, they bring back a legacy character from the first film who literally was like eight years old in it, and, and they she got, hardly she got used maybe her. Thir- Thirty seconds in this. Yeah, I'm like, you know, why not have Lindsay come to the house and help Lori kill Michael? The two that you know were there at the beginning. I mean. True. 
I don't know, or at least have her take a couple shots at him, you know? Even if, even if she got killed, I mean, have her face off against him, you know? But she was underused. I mean, there was a lot of ridiculous shit that I, at the time, I'm like scratching my head and I had to like, did, did that just happen? Like the black lady that got killed and kills and she's alive now and she got like, like a fluorescent light bulb through her neck in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, now, why is she? She's dead. What's happening? Uh, I guess this is one of the last things I'll, I'll ask. What did you think after she kills Michael and they're going to take the body? Like, how did they all of a sudden get this parade of cars? This, this is the only part of the movie that I didn't really care for yeah, was the, whole- the parade of cars to go, you know, take him to the <clears throat> grinder. Yeah, it was a little much, you know, but I think it it, it lends to the evil dies and night mob thing from the it from does. Halloween kills, you know, and it's just uh, I mean, that's what it's just that's all this town knows, you know, I mean, that's all they know is Michael and wanting to rid themselves of his evil. So yeah, they, they, they chopped his ass up. That's I mean, sure. symbolically, I get it. But yeah, it was a little it was a little dramatic with the cars and everything, you know. Uh, all right. Well, there we go. Anything else you want to say? Uh, I don't think so. I, I right. loved it. Wow. But, you know, you can you take have, my opinion for you what it is. You have a serious issue, brother. You also have a, you also are the only person <laughs> that pays for a subscription to Tubi. So, I don't know. <laughs> no, but, okay. you know, that that's why I have, you know, Brad Fest, because I like a lot of movies people don't. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm watching all the old ones with Dan, you know, a couple of years ago, we did it for Patreon. And, you know, I find something good to say about all of them. Uh, there's been some that I wish they would just fucking die in a meat grinder. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this one is one of those. Like, I okay, that's did not like it. I mean, there, there's, fair. there's a handful of things that I really enjoy that I look forward to rewatching. But overall, they just did my boy dirty, man. I mean, he just didn't have, he did not go out. You know, if he's going to die, if this is going to be the end and you're going to kill the boogeyman, you know, just he, sh- he should have been able to put up a fight. You know how you'll have in a yeah. superhero movie where the hero and the villain are fighting and like the villain looks like he has the upper hand and there's no way Batman's going to be able to, you know, beat this guy or whatever. And then, of course, this, the hero emerges like something like that. But just like to have him be this kind of fragile character that literally got his ass kicked at the end of the movie. I mean, even, it just even didn't play well had, for me. Um, Officer Hawkins come in and, and help since he made a mistake and kills. So mm-hmm. he could have came back and kind of had a redemption too. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, I appreciate what Gordon Green was trying to do. I get it. And I can see why people enjoyed it like yourself. Like I, I see why it just, it missed so many like check boxes on my wish list, and it just hurts me. So let's give our uh, rating on Halloween ends. Brad, what are you going to give it out of 10, buddy? Out of 10, I'm giving it an eight. Wow. You have serious <laughs> issues, brother. <laughs> You're Corey I, Cunningham in the making. Um, I really enjoyed this one. All right. Like, in the end, I, I, I loved, you know, the exploring more of the characters and the trauma and, and this overarching shadow of this on this town that Michael mm. has even when he's not there, that he's he's left left his mark. Holy shit! Okay, I'm AKA, gonna. S- AKA, they just should have named it Haddonfield, and everybody would have been happy. Yeah, it would have been a season <laughs> of the witch thing all over again, and then 20 years from now, everybody would have loved it. I'm gonna go four out of ten. I think uh, I think it's uh, not the worst of the franchise, but it's in the bottom half for sure. You know, save a few great scenes. Uh, you know, Michael only had one fucking kill in in a Halloween movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like... Well, 
one kill that wasn't brought assisted. To him. Yeah, yeah, one unassisted kill. You know what I mean? And looking Halloween kills, he probably had fifty. I mean, I don't even know what the count was, I but mean, it was a and lot. He he didn't kill one of them. She came back. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, you know, disappointment for me overall, but I do love seeing these Halloween movies. I love seeing horror do so well at the theater and that kind of thing. So, in that respect, it's a win. But yeah, you know, maybe maybe better next time for our boy Michael. We'll see. But. Uh, big shout out to David Gordon Green, though. You know, he did bring this character back to life, brought it back to the big screen. And I really enjoyed it being in the zeitgeist for the last, you know, five years. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. All right, Bradley. All right, Bradley. Well, uh, we got children that are probably awake screaming. So we probably, probably. got to get out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they're not watching Halloween ends. They're going to bore themselves back to sleep. So uh, anyway, uh, why don't you uh, you want to tell them where the cinema guys are, where they can find you, buddy? Uh, you can find us all over at wearethecinemaguys.com. We're just three friends that love chatting movies. And you can find just me doing a lot of stuff on YouTube, youtube.com slash the cinema guys. I do all my Tubi stuff over there. So, do you do a cinnamonite for Halloween ends? Uh, I, I have not done a cinnamonite okay. for Halloween ends because I was right. waiting to talk to you before oh, awesome. I like got everything out. Well, I'm glad we got a chance to. And I mean, I seriously am glad you like it. I mean, one thing I want to say is like, it was important to have you do this too because I know you're like minded in this respect. Like, oh, yeah, I love the Halloween franchise. But don't, but what I was going to say is don't. Don't like go after people because they have a different opinion than. Oh you. no, I I completely not you. Yeah, no, like, no, yeah. I know, I know, but yeah. I completely understand where yeah. people are coming from. Just you know, you, you don't like it. I get it. I understand yeah, I mean, why. And even if I don't understand, like f- okay, fine, sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, that was you know, it, this was me two years ago with Halloween Kills. Everybody's <laughs> like, you like that? I'm like, yeah, I fucking like that. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, and I had to try to explain why I liked it, and you know, it's the whole thing. Everyone has different tastes. They're not yeah. going to like everything that you like. Yeah, exactly. But well, yeah, I like some people out there that uh, I like what, what? I know. I know. Well, I and, like you, Bradley. So and for yeah. those who don't know, just follow some film Twitter and you'll see some. Yeah, you'll find out real quick. <laughs> real quick. Oh, yeah. So this has been a special bonus episode of two peas covering Halloween ends. Uh, you guys let us know what you thought of the movie. Let me know. I mean, I'm, I'm curious because I'm seeing a 50 50 split. Some and a lot of my personal friends even like I'm like one person will like it like Brad next person's like that was a piece of shit <laughs> next person's <laughs> like oh my god that was the best Halloween movie since the original I'm like what it was <laughs> so I don't know where I don't know maybe I'm wrong man I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore <laughs> but anyway Brad I love you man thanks for being here I really appreciate it oh, I, lo- I love doing this with you I have oh. a blast. <laughs> <laughs>